Squeeze those lemons, chop those herbs. All that chicken, it's superb. Shrimp on the grill, broiled and basted. It's the best I've ever tasted. Chicken and shrimp, together they're great. Now at Sizzler, one special taste. Sizzler, chicken and shrimp, together. Chicken and shrimp, this is Sizzler. Episode number 185 of Blast Points is Jason. And this is Gabe. <laughs> What's happening? It's D23 weekend. <laughs> so it's Saturday. Our big plan was okay, Saturday night we're going to record. We're going to get like the Rise of Skywalker sizzle thing. We're going to do, do it all. We're going to catch up on everything Saturday. <laughs> nope. D- Disney's on to us. So, so we're going we're gonna to talk about what we can. We're going to talk about as much as we can. And then at some point, we're, we're going to travel into the future, into Monday. You'll be, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday. And you get the, the fresh reactions from <laughs> when hopefully they finally release this insane footage that they showed. We thought we had a table reserved at Sizzler. <laughs> but it's like we got to Sizzler. And the doors were locked. Or they saved us a table, but they were all out of chicken and shrimp. They're like, the shipment's not coming until Monday. So we're like, what do we do? Do we just stay here at Sizzler? Well, we could just, it's like we're at Sizzler just reading the menu. Oh, that's, that chicken and shrimp sounds so good. We're, we're all, yeah, we're all, we're all out of chicken and shrimp. But we can describe to you what the chicken and shrimp is going to taste like. It's like a chicken and it has like double drumsticks. And it's really crispy. <laughs> it's like what? Double drumsticks. Oh, okay. D23. So Friday was like the big like TV panel, right? The Disney Plus panel. I was just sitting around waiting. Waiting, 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 waiting for the like everyone for the Star Wars for them finally to get to Star Wars. They're talking about live action Lady and the Tramp. They're talking about some talking dog movie. So finally they get to Star Wars. And they start out with the Mandalorian. 
Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? Which we knew that was coming. So we were ready for that. And we'd seen things at Celebration. So it's like, okay, I can, I kind of assumed we would just see a lot of the same stuff we saw at Celebration, too. So I was like, okay, whatever. I've seen this. Let's see it. So they brought a bunch of the cast out. And finally, they played the new Mando, the, the official, the only official shown to the public that is not at Celebration Chicago Mandalorian teaser trailer. What, Gabe, before we before we start getting down and dirty with the Mandalorian, what's your overall impression? It looks good. And it looks so good that I'm able to survive not seeing the Rise of Skywalker footage. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything, there's a part of me that's kind of happy that I didn't see the Rise of Skywalker footage because I've been watching the Mandalorian trailer a lot today, and I probably wouldn't have been if there was Rise of Skywalker stuff to watch. That's, you know... That's, yeah. But it I don't know. I think it looks really good. I'm super excited. I've been super pumped up with just seeing all the crazy tech they're doing behind the scenes with the video walls and all that stuff. And to now finally see like high res footage of what the show's gonna look like. I would send Disney Plus money right now. If if you could pre order Disney Plus, I probably would. <laughs> I wish we could sign up. The people the D twenty three people, they signed up for three years. It's like, man. Oh, they don't have lifetime memberships. <laughs> can I send a bag of blood? Is there any way where I can confirm that my ghost can continue to watch it <laughs> in case of my untimely demise? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's like as awesome as the trailer was. I was kind of like, I th- we got so spoiled at Celebration, which now like everybody has seen that bootleg footage, though. But we got just spoiled with how much we saw where like with some of this mandalorian the with the trailer that came out on friday i was just like yeah it's about right but i was very happy that as much as we saw a good chunk of this trailer is actually different stuff than we saw at celebration they're right it looks almost as good as from so far like as good as rogue one it's the same i think they said the same uh cinematographer as rogue one and it looks like something I could see in the theater. I kind of wish they would release it in the theater. Like if you had to still have Disney plus, but then like you could buy tickets for it on Disney plus and then go see it in the theater too. This is my third time at D23. I had been here before with Jungle Book, with Lion King, and now two years later here with The Mandalorian. When you work on something so long and you have the cast that is putting its trust in the production and you as a as a, as a producer, filmmaker, writer, and, and you get to watch it alongside them and see them react and see them react to the audience reacting is one of the most special feelings of my job. That's what I love about what I do. And, you know, especially with, a, with something that people are going to be watching at home, you don't really get a chance to get an audience reaction in real time like that. You can't through social media. You hear what people are saying. But there's nothing like hearing thousands of people who are excited and curious and anticipating to see what they've been waiting to see. And uh, they sounded happy. I, I hope they were. We certainly are. Let's start digging into it. Let's, let's, uh, let's go beat by beat through this thing. All right. Starts out Stormtrooper helmets in like dirt. It looks like we're on Tatooine. Stormtrooper helmets on like 
skewers. Well, it's like stormtrooper helmets as skulls, almost. Pretty much setting the tone right away that this is people don't like the Empire anymore. Well, not that they ever did, but they're still around. I'm super fascinated with the idea of it's what they say. It's five years after Jedi. The idea that Tatooine is so far out on like the outer rim that if there's anywhere like the Empire can still try to like hold on to a little bit of what they had, it would be on a planet like Tatooine. Well, it's almost too like, are they even an Empire or is it just there happens to be a general and his battalion of troops and they're more or less a gang at that point? Like, are they calling in support and getting other troops to come or is it just this one like garrison of guys that happen to be on Tatooine and they're just just one another kind of faction on Tatooine where there's you know there's the bounty hunters and criminals and there just happens to be some imperial guys well and then they're almost on like equal footing with yeah like bounty hunters they have no more power than than bounty hunters do which is really cool it's just neat to see too like We've seen the toys of like super, super dirty stormtroopers, but like to actually see on screen, like just how filthy all the stormtroopers are. Like they, they don't have new armor to put on. Like they're still wearing their like 10 year old old armor. All right. Let's keep going. Well, we get what's the Mandalorian ship called? The, the, the Razor Crest. <laughs> they named it that. So every morning when you're shaving and brushing your teeth, you just think about the Mandalorian. But what are we going to name the Mandalorian ship real quick? Toothbrush. No, no, no. Take the toothbrush out. Sponge. Toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We get there's some it, there's a couple cool like establishing shots in this trailer, and this is the first one of of the ship flying over rivery, swampy forest planet. Which part of me thinks this is something new, but I almost wonder are we, like are we going to Takodana and hanging out with Maz in this? Like it's the only other time we've kind of seen almost this kind of a foresty thing was when we went to Maz's castle. Yeah, but if it's a new planet, that's I'm fine with that too. It looks like that's the river planet. It's where the Mandalorian goes rocket fishing. You got the Mandalorian walking into like a city. There's like another ship parked there. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, that's the biggest budget looking shot in the whole thing. And it looks like if that was if they said that was something in Rise of Skywalker, I probably wouldn't have wouldn't think twice. Which is just crazy to think that this is, I mean, how long have we been talking about live action Star Wars TV show? Since like 2006? 44 years. <laughs> and now it's it's here, it's real, and yeah, it, we're going to get a 10 hour Star Wars movie. And it looks like a Star Wars movie. Well, we've been talking uh, about Star Wars TV series. Um, we're working on one right now, which is Clone Wars, which has been on the air, and we're going to try to expand that into a half an hour of uh, 3D animation. And, uh, and then we're also working on a live-action series, a spin-off, not with the main characters, but with other characters from the Star Wars universe. Uh, and uh, that will be uh, trying to put that together in the next year, and then we have to... Uh, write a year's worth of scripts so we can do it the way we did Young Indiana Jones. You got Carl Weathers. He's the Mandalorian's boss guy. He's like giving him the job. He's staring him down. Got the Mandalorian ship flying over something that looks like mud that like dried and broke or something. There's like a giant 
truck that drives on this planet and cracks up the the mud. But this is another like this looks like something out of Rogue One. I was thinking that planet also kind of looked like uh, Crackle Ice Cream. Yes, <laughs> maybe the name of that planet is Crackle. <laughs> yeah, in the little white patches in the cr- in the cracks is where the the ice cream core of the planet is. Maybe the Mandalorian gets shrunk. <laughs> Your bounty is hidden, shrunken inside of an ice cream cone. Only you can do it, Mandalorian. I've got to go to the ice cream planet. Yeah. Oh, goody, I love ice cream. <laughs> I like this uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 part of him putting on his uh, his wrist gauntlets and stuff. Yeah, just putting some gear on. The door opens into the forest planet, which is probably the one we saw before. Yeah, a very brief shot of Kara. Yeah, which I'm surprised we get to see a lot of her in the uh, celebration stuff and then seeing her costume at D23. They're kind of holding back on the secondary characters. Because, yeah, we really just get that one shot of Carl Weathers and then the one shot of her. But then next we get potentially the the superstar of the show, other than the Mandalorian himself. Oh. Possibly Nick Nolte as a Ugnaught creature riding a blurg. Riding the blurg. If you look at that Ugnaught's face, it looks like Nick Nolte. That's that's Nick Nolte, the Ugnaught. And what was at D23, the Funko Pop for the Nick Nolte Ugnaught came out. And his name might be pronounced cool. Yeah. Or cool, which is just as good. <laughs> He's cool, the Ugnot. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out, man. Just be cool. <laughs> I just, oh, it's, it's an, I mean, first of all, it's an Ugnot wearing goggles riding a blurk. Straight out of battle for Endor. And now in the TV show. And it's a Nick Nolte Ugnot. So when that Ugnot starts talking, it's going to be straight up Nick Nolte voice. Is it going to speak English? Like, we're, Are we going to be past weasels in a bathtub at this point? <laughs> oh, Mandalorian, it's me, Nick Nolte. <laughs> we got stuff to do. Well, did you notice in front of the Mandalorian is another Blurg that's dead or sleeping? It could be sleeping. That could be the Mandalorian's Blurg. Wake up this Blurg. Come on, get on it, Mandalorian. <laughs> I still, I'm glad you see this too, because for a second, I'm like, I don't know. If I if the, this is real, <laughs> that's cool. Ask me your old friend. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if the Mandalorian will like ask him a question, then he'll just like Fonzie like a two thumbs up, <laughs> or is he just speaks like he's like Pikachu and he just says cool, 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 cool. <laughs> he gets off the blurg and rides a skateboard out of there. <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> you hear like guitar shredding. Yeah, we can't see behind him. Maybe he has a backpack with a with a little electric guitar in it for campfires. Everybody sit down. Cool's going to tell you a story. Well, the other thing I think that's so amazing with this is they definitely have a look. And it's a look where I can't tell if there's things that are CG or if there's things that are puppets or if there's things that are a miniature or if they're really outside or it's fake outside. Like it's just, there's such a cool, like consistent look. Cause I think that Nick Nolte thing is a real person, which means he's on maybe a real blurg. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Hey, what are we looking at here? Yeah. We're past the point of being able to clearly define what things are anymore. It's like we were talking about in the, the, the Phantom Menace episode. That's where they're at now, where is something 
a miniature? Is something digital? Who knows? We don't know. It just looks like Star Wars. It looks like a Blurg and a Nick Nolte Ugnaught. It's 2019, and it's a Nick Nolte Ugnaught. Yeah, what else is it going to look like? That's, that's what it looks like. Imagine Nick Nolte as an Ugnaught. That's what you get. Next shot. Twi'lek woman winking. It was revealed. I can't remember her name, but she was in Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. It's that person. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, she was the wildling lady in Game of Thrones and one of the a magic person in <laughs> Harry Potter. You know, I don't know one of them wizard kids. I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't one of the kids. She was one of the. Oh, she's married to the where to the. She was married to the werewolf wizard, not the werewolf wizard from three. But no, she was married married to him. I think you, you know the werewolf wizard. <laughs> I've I've only seen those movies like fifty times, but I can't remember. What did you notice? That they're they're walking to the Mandalorian ship in the background. So maybe he's got a crew with him for a mission or some sort of team up going on. Maybe they just need to go to the bathroom and because it's named after it's got a really good bathroom or he's got a razor and he's got crest. He just makes extra money by renting out toothbrushing and shaving. (laughs) (laughs) There's a barber chair in there and a sink. You need to shave, need to brush your teeth. You just let me know. I'm the Mandalorian slash barber dentist. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. Okay. The Mandalorian's like walking through a field. Looks really cool. Bunch of really cool looking stuff. That's another really cool looking one, which that ends up being like the logo. That's like the logo shot. It looks like like a mom and a daughter. They look totally terrified. They're in like a little pond. Something bad's going to happen, I have a feeling. And then Death Trooper after Death Trooper after Death Trooper. As much as I love Deaf Troopers, I want to hear that Deaf Trooper voice. I don't want Rebels Deaf Troopers. Hello, <laughs> Deaf Trooper here. I don't. You know, we got to go back to the Rogue One Deaf Trooper. I hope so. It's live action Deaf Trooper. It's got to be the Rogue One ones. I'm still kind of upset about those Rebels Deaf Troopers. If we ever meet Dave Filoni, that's what we're going to ask him. I don't care about all the other cool stuff you're doing. We just, I just want to know how the Death Trooper voice happened. <laughs> Who was late for work that day so that they just had to wing it? And there was like some British dude and he was just coming here and say a couple lines. <laughs> it was, I think it was like me doing a British accent. It wasn't even right. It was like, it was like, it was like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. It was like, Chim Chimney, Chim Chim, Chim Chim Terry. <laughs> Death Troopers are here. How do you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't right. It's BJ Hughes. He was he was visiting, coming there like BJ. You got it. You want to do some lines? Remember those Death Troopers that sounded so cool in Rogue One? Oh yeah, I remember them. Okay, you're doing their voices. Hello, cheerio. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Well, regardless, happy the Death Troopers are back, and they look a lot cleaner than the other Stormtroopers. So maybe there is like some. Maybe the reinforcements do come in, and they're the Death Troopers, or there's. The Death Trooper team of Stormtroopers, and maybe there's other Stormtroopers that are their own group. Maybe there's Stormtrooper on Stormtrooper action in this show. Well, the the Death Troopers are like, they're supposed to be like undead zombie people or something. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that, right? They're like super, super trained, almost robots, zombie men, right? Going back to the Rogue One Visual Dictionary. 
The name of the Deaf Trooper stems from a rumored project in the Advanced Weapons Research Division designed to animate like dead flesh. Although the troopers do not, pe- do not appear to be derived from the scheme, the use of the name gives them a macabre reputation among the Imperial ranks. So, yeah, they were trying to make Frankenstein troopers. I still want to believe that they are, that they're like Frankenstein people. They just never told anybody. Welcome back, Deaf Troopers. We happy to have you back. Well, what's neat too is the one the one trooper kind of in the foreground has like some like laser sight thing or something on his helmet that the other ones don't have. That's a super deaf trooper. That's a that's a deaf trooper captain. A, a mega death trooper. <laughs> it's Dave Mustaine. He's the mega death trooper. All right. So next we got uh it's like a old west standoff. Got the Mandalorian reaching for his blaster. And someone out of focus that we don't know. It's mysteries. Tobias Beckett. I'm play that Valacord. It's his twin brother, Botias. Botias Beckett, who wears a bow tie. <laughs> he has a scar on his cheek. Totally different dude. To play that Valacord. So you got this guy, Giancarlo Esposito. He was in Breaking Bad. Is he wearing Deaf Trooper armor? Me? He's like... The, like, Imperial Commander, maybe he's, like, the Death Trooper Commander kind of guy. He's got a cape, it looks like. He's got a cape. He's, like, the dark armor version of Krennic. Yeah, he's got a cape. And then, well, and based on the um, footage from Celebration, he was flying some sort of TIE fighter as well. So his squad definitely has got got the gear. And he looks like he's had a shower, so. I'm going to clean up this town. Clean up the town for the Empire. You got a real good shot of the Mandalorian with like the sun behind his helmet. Oh, it looks really nice. It blows my mind that we have this show and it's pretty much holiday special Boba Fett as a new character. And really this whole show is like holiday special Boba Fett, the live action version. Uh, and this shot, yeah, with the gun, it's like who would have who would have thought the holiday special made flesh again. This next shot. After we get the thing that says November 12th, this next shot of just like, I think it's the guy from Sugar Ray on like a swoop bike, like drifting. He just wants to fly. So he got a swoop bike. I just want to fly. A swoop bike. Oh, that's one of my favorite shots of the whole preview. Weirdly. I love it. It looks a lot like Riddick too. The end of Riddick. Maybe that's why. Yeah. A little bit. You got the feet of, I think it's like an ATST. Bunch of people running from it. We got some uh, unused footage from Rogue One, it looks like. <laughs> you could have told me that that was Rogue One stuff, and I would have believed you, because this show is its amazing. All right, this next shot. You got the Mandalorian and his droid buddy, IG-11. They busted down door on some place. They're coming in. <sighs> yeah, I wasn't ready for this. We saw the footage for Celebration. We knew there was IG-11, but... It never crossed my mind that they were buddies. And not only would they be in the show together, they would be like on a mission together. Hanging out, talking about stuff. Well, actually, that was the best part of the uh, the panel was when Taika came out to talk about being on the show. He was just talking about how droids need to tell their stories, too. They need to get equal opportunity to tell their stories. There may be a lot more IG-11 than we realize Coming soon. Our next shot, we got uh, the Razor Crest, the best bathroom in the galaxy, getting chased by a ship that kind of looks like a crazy X-Wing thing back there. Did you see that? Well, it looks like a Y-Wing with different wings on it. It's like a Y-Wing cockpit with different wings on it. 
or it almost looks like a resistance cartoon kind of ship. Now we got the Mandalorian with the biggest, craziest gun of all time. Like Rambo 4 Mandalorian. This is pretty much what he's doing. I'm just going to stay right here. I'm going to take everybody out. It's the craziest thing. It's so huge. And then you got IG-11, the famous now shot of him running through the town. Looks like on Tatooine. He's dancing. He's spinning around. I'm still not ready. I could wake up tomorrow and this could, it could none of this could be real and I, and I wouldn't be surprised. Stormtroopers and the Mandalorian, they're having like a standoff. Oh, I think we saw this was from the foot, the extended footage at uh, Celebration, right? I think this is when he goes to talk to Warner Herzog's character at the very beginning. Yeah, which the next thing we hear is Herzog himself. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> <laughs> When we were sitting there in Chicago and they played that whole Werner Herzog part, we got to go get the fob. And then when you get the fob, it's a dangerous mission. And then when the little Imperial scientist guy comes out, oh, <laughs> just to get a little bit more of the Werner Herzog speech part. Bounty hunting. I bet you want this gold, don't you, Mandalorian? Beautiful. <laughs> Next thing is Mandalorian like busting a bunch of people up. And if you watch it in slow motion, he totally punches a Corrin in the stomach. And smashes his tentacle face on a counter. He grappling hooks a dude who he looks like is going to chop in half when the door closes. Did you notice too in the background when he grappling hooks the guy, there's an alien with four eyes, a beard, and wearing like a headband standing at the bar? <laughs> He's like, don't hurt me. If you want in slow-mo, it's the Quarren trying to get out of there. There's like alien Tommy Chong there with four eyes sitting at the bar. <laughs> well, and it's great, too, in that shot where he pulls out his blaster and fires. There's just dirty humans hanging around, too, with like long hair and beards. But yeah, this last shot is pretty cool that I guess everyone heard about Boba Fett's move with the carbon freezing. And now it's just like, that's just how you do it. Well, and there was people saying, too, that this person frozen in carbonite is uh, Visago from Rebels. Remember remember Visago? It does kind of look like him, yeah. Just to remind you of the beautiful things in life, you get one more bit of Werner Herzog. Don't you agree? Well, you get to see him in all his glory with his giant empire medallion <laughs> and a fur cape and a felt handkerchief and... Yeah, it's the show. It's just, it's a gift. So November 12th, The Mandalorian. It's a beautiful thing. Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to make shirts that say on November 12th, who the man, you the man, DeLorean. <laughs> I'll wear it every day in November. On November 12th, who the man, you the man. <laughs> When you take home Star Wars Episode 2 on DVD. Digitally filmed, digitally mastered, a perfect clone. Own the first major live-action film on DVD captured directly from its digital source. This two-disc set is packed with over six hours of bonus features you'll actually want to watch. Star Wars Episode 2, Yoda Demand, on DVD November 12th. No disintegration. As you wish. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. All of this because of one helmeted bounty hunter. 
just when we thought we were recovering from Mandalorian madness, Kathy Kennedy comes out on stage, <laughs> settles the score, drops the mic, case closed, no prisoners. I almost missed it because I was busy. I was like, oh, the Mandalorian trailer. Oh, it's on YouTube. I'm going to go watch the Mandalorian trailer. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. There's more stuff. <laughs> I keep watching that footage just to convince myself that it really happened. And it's it's just, it's so good. The whole way it happens. Before leaving, we do have one more announcement. After secrets and fibs and not being able to talk about it, I am thrilled to bring out a beloved member of the Star Wars family. Kathleen, Kathleen, can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. <laughs> So after years and years of speculation, it's officially real. Scripts are written, so it's farther along than even we thought, maybe. But what's crazy after this announcement is it's kind of like all the Star Wars stories are all now coming, right? Because we always thought there was going to be this, the Obi-Wan movie, which is now a show. And The Mandalorian looks like it's it's not really based maybe on what they were going to do with a Boba Fett or Bounty Hunter movie, but it's kind of taken that place as being the Bounty Hunter Boba Fett style movie show. So as much as there was, oh, these, the, the movies, the Star Wars stories aren't going to come out anymore, like they kind of came out. <laughs> they're they're kind of coming out. And then possibly better than they would have been as just movies. Oh, yeah. It's eight years after Sith. So we're dealing with an, an eight-year-old Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Owen and Brew are there. Eight-year-old Luke getting into mischief, maybe. Uncle Obi-Wan has to step in, maybe. Old Ben out beyond the Dune Sea. Luke knew who he was. Yeah, he sure did. You know, does something happen where Obi-Wan has to step in? Is Obi-Wan just watching him through binoculars like he was in Rebels? Like, even if that every episode starts out and Obi-Wan's just... Lonely in the shadows, just watching Luke, making sure he's okay. I will die. I'll die. I mean, that part in Rebels almost killed me. With We saw that little silhouette of little Luke running to the homestead, and you heard, Brew, Luke, Luke. I just keep wondering, is there something that happens? Is Obi-Wan's like, identity compromised? Or is the location of Luke compromised? And the only way it can be settled is if Obi-Wan has to leave Tatooine. And because him leaving Tatooine, he has to go to Owen and Beru and like basically say, like, don't take this kid out of the house. I've got to go. I think more than any other than like 
the Game of Thrones guys or Ryan Johnson, where we know they're making something, but we don't know what it is. The Obi-Wan show is the biggest mystery of how are they going to do it? Yeah, is it going to be something happens and he has to leave? Is something going to happen on Tatooine that he has to stop from happening so Luke stays safe? Is it just going to be him talking to Yoda's ghost and Qui-Gon's ghost and drinking alone? Are are there going to be moments of him feeling the weight of the galaxy on his shoulders and like we talked about in the Tatooine ghost episode, like the guilt and the pain and the the failure, but his new mission to watch over and protect young eight-year-old Luke. And if Luke's like eight, he's probably just beginning to discover some of his force powers. I mean, is Luke going to be like swoop bike racing and bullseye and womp rats? And is old Ben going to be like watching him? Like encouraging him. Yeah, because there's definitely been stories in the comics to kind of hint at things that they could do with Obi-Wan kind of watching and talking to Luke when he's out away from his uncle and not letting him know who he is, but making sure he's okay. But just thinking about the live action shows, like we have Mandalorian, which is kind of a, seems like kind of a Western kind of feel. And then the Kazian show is going to be more of like a spy adventure show. Like, is the Obi-Wan show just going to be really serious and kind of a downer like because that's the story for that during that time it might be cool if it's if it's the most like just hardcore drama and obi-wan kenobi just drama i have no yeah ewan mcgregor's young enough are there going to be flashbacks like is he going to be remembering adventures with him and anakin because if you put hayden christensen in the in the wig and you put the two of them together they could still pull off Revenge of the Sith time frame, Clone Wars time frame. I, I think we could definitely have like holograms from Bail Organa. I think it would be really interesting if Saw Gerrera made an appearance. Think about an episode with Saw and Kenobi together reminiscing about Anakin. Or what if Saw, what if Saw tried to get Obi-Wan to join him and his group? If there is a certain group of people out there that know, like, like in Rogue One, like Mon Mothma's like your friend the Jedi. There's... Probably a small group of people that know that Obi-Wan is out there and Yoda's out there. Is that a conflict? Saw knows Obi-Wan's there and Obi-Wan kind of has to shoo those guys off because he doesn't want them to find out about Luke. For a show where you know the main, nothing big can happen to the main character, it's, it's so fascinating because it's like so many places and so many ways it can go. And it's just finally actually happening. How long have we been talking? Like, yeah, it's like Kathy Kennedy said, like, after all this time of lies and rumors, it's like, yes, finally it's happening. It's so happy. We just can't catch a break. It's like we're going to finally we're going to see Rise of Skywalker. We're going to know what happens. We're going to watch Mandalorian. We're going to know what happens. And we're going to have this Obi-Wan show hovering over us. Of We have no idea what the show is going to be. How is it going to even work? It's amazing this is all happening. Long before the wars, there was a man who walked among the stars. He knew the incredible power of the Force. He used it, he taught it, and died to preserve it for the good of all free worlds. Oh, yes. (laughs) Hello, that's good news.
This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So then on Saturday, they showed the audience the Rise of Skywalker thing, which <laughs> we'll be talking about later in this episode. But they also, they, they gave everybody there got a Rise of Skywalker poster. It's Rey, it's Kylo, and they're fighting, and there's lightning, and there's lightsabers, and, oh wait, what's that at the top? It's Palpatine's face. If there was any doubt that they were really doing something with Palpatine, I would think this puts that to rest. At least the shadow of Palpatine is in this movie. Because I feel, I feel like since the teaser trailer, there's been kind of, well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we got too excited with Palpatine laughing. Maybe that's not a guarantee that Palpatine, you know, some people, not, you know, some people were doubting the level of Palpatine-ness in The Rise of Skywalker. But no, this poster is going all out, telling us Palpatine all the way. He's watching over Rey and Kylo. Their lightsabers are not clashing, which is interesting. There's blue lightning around Rey. There's red lightning around Kylo. It looks a heck of a lot like the Return of the Jedi teaser poster that had Luke and Vader dueling lightsabers on the bottom and the big silhouette of Darth Vader behind them. Well, and it's also, I thought, similar to the Last Jedi teaser poster, the shadow of Luke and Kylo's relationship hovering over the story, or this one, it's the shadow of Palpatine hovering over the story. And a lot of people have brought up the point that all the photos we've seen of Kylo, he doesn't have the helmet. But in this poster, he does have the helmet. And does that mean something? Or just whoever drew this thought it was cool? Or whoever drew this drew this two years ago and didn't know he takes his helmet off? <laughs> it's going to be palp time. It's palp time all the time. From now until December 19th, it's palp time. Break it down. Palpatine. You can't escape it. You can't run from it. Rise of Skywalker is going to kill us dead. This movie is too much. There's no stop for Palpatine. Palpatine is unstoppable at this point. I, that's what Shmi said to Anakin when he left. You can't stop time no more than you can stop the suns from setting. You can't stop Palpatine. That's what she was saying. And this poster would have been probably pushing us to the edge enough without hearing about footage that they refused to let anybody see. At the time of us recording, yeah. But they made sure to, on the official site, no less, post a description of the footage. <laughs> In case you thought all the people hyperventilating and ranting about the madness they were witness to we're lying. The official site's like, no, this is what was in the footage that you can't see until Monday, hopefully. Here's what chicken and shrimp tastes like, everybody. It's so juicy. It's so tender. So on the official site, Kristen Baver has an article which starts out the first lines of the article, Ray with a double-bladed red lightsaber, the sound of Darth Vader's labored breathing, an epic duel between Ray and Kylo Ren on what appears to be a piece of debris on a rolling sea. And turning toward the skies, Star Destroyers and X-Wings as far as the eye can see. So just think about that for three days. <laughs> We're not going to let you see it, but just imagine that. <laughs> so like a cooking show 
when they pull the completed food out from under the counter. Let's jump through time and pull the completed footage out of the oven and see how it all tastes. Let's all let's travel to the future, to the past. This footage, maybe that's how the movie is. Maybe the movie travels through the future and through the past as they're fighting. We don't know. We don't know. Let's see what happens. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. We're in the future. All right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I feel weird. <laughs> we're a little older. We're a little wiser. <laughs> it's Monday. We're a little out of breath. <laughs> a, little, a little sweaty. A stinky. Dehydrated. <laughs> Hungry. Uh, so looking back, I can now admit I was naive. <laughs> We were not ready. We weren't ready. Saturday night was not the right time. Mandalorian deserved those extra days to be uh, in the top of my mind before. No, JJ's got me all confused. <laughs> we'll let you have. We're not going to ruin your weekend. Those people at D23, they're already, you know, they got a one way ticket on the crazy train already. You people at home. Maybe, you know, it's the end of the summer. Maybe people are like, you're doing, you know, before the kids go to school, you're doing stuff. We don't want to ruin your weekend. And it would have. That's true. They saw what happened to all the people who were there in the room. And they probably thought, oh, we don't, we don't want to do that to everybody. We'll give them, give them their weekend before they, we flip their world upside down. Somebody jumped out of their seat and started doing a head spin. <laughs> yeah, that's not safe. <laughs> Somebody was moonwalking across the floor. Someone actually got launched to the moon and was moonwalking on the moon. Some fan just suddenly showed up on top of Big Thunder Mountain. What? Yeah. <sighs> well, it's it's crazy, too, because like a behind the scenes thing. The sizzler is still a sizzler. We st- So we got our meal delivered from Sizzler. It wasn't the meal that we thought we were going to get. Well, it's kind of like Sizzler forgot to send us dinner. We didn't get the the chicken and shrimp. We didn't get the behind the scenes, but they sent us like cherry cheesecake instead. 
And we're like, okay, I guess I guess we're just going to eat dessert. <laughs> we can eat dinner later. They put it on your plate and like cherry cheesecake. What? And then you eat it and you're like, this might be the best cherry cheesecake and possibly the best food I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, I don't even miss dinner. Oh God. Okay. So, Rise of Skywalker. Te- te- teaser trailer two. The ultimate teaser. The appetizer. The crowd pleaser. That's what we got today. Yeah, because there's 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 no there's nothing behind the scenes about this. There's nothing making of this is yeah. This is the teaser trailer we got a few months ago, part two. It's it's like the opposite of a making of. It's a destroying of. <laughs> yeah, just when you were tr- starting to figure out what was going on in this movie, maybe. Just when you're starting to figure out your life, like all right, well maybe. Maybe this is the way it's going to be, you know, and there's going to be a Mandalorian show and there's going to be Obi-Wan. And then, it's, yeah, the Rise of Skywalker slaps you in the face. <laughs> JJ wakes you up in the middle of the night with a bucket of cold water on your face. Ah! <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I think there's a lot to get into with this. And I think we just need to I think we just need to get into it. We just need to start at the beginning with the beginning and start with the beginning. <sighs> Of this crazy, crazy thing. I mean, so first of all, they're giving you this emotional recap of all your favorite things in the world. Well, in release order, which was a little strange to me. Well, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. But it it still felt a little weird. Because for a second, I was like, wait, they're not going to skip one, two, and three, are they? And then I was like, oh, okay, okay. They're They're just going in release order. But yeah, it's always it's always fun to see recaps and it's always fun to see all the movies kind of edited together just to remind you how much it's all it's all the same thing. And I, I like that it doesn't have any dialogue and it's just this is is this John Williams? Is this not John Williams? I didn't I remember before like someone's like, well, whatever's coming out, it's got new John Williams music. And if it's not John Williams, whoever's doing the music for this, it's really good. I couldn't tell you. I don't even remember what happened in the. In the lead up to the new stuff. (laughs) All I remember is hearing my breathing. (sighs) 30 more seconds. (sighs) Looking at your phone like Miles Dyson in Terminator 2. I don't know how much I can hold it. (laughs) (laughs) But when Return of the Jedi Luke turns around and you hear, we've passed on all we know. Oh, and you know you're in for something, something special. And the the placement of a thousand generations live in you now, with Padme and Anakin kissing from the end of Attack of the Clones. I thought that was a very nice choice. I'm glad you caught that because I still I was too busy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go. I need to go back and watch the old the uh, the montage. It's almost like before your cherry cheesecake at Sizzler, they gave you a bowl of sherbet to cleanse your palate. Yeah, well, I just threw the sherbet on the floor and dug right into the cheesecake. <laughs> I I knew the cherry cheesecake was coming, and I was like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna also really enjoy this palate cleansing sherbet. Well, good for you, because I was like, I've eaten sherbet before. I don't need this, and I just threw it on the floor. <laughs> Crack the bowl. <laughs> I want my cheesecake. I've been, I've been waiting two days for this cheesecake. Also, 
the use of hands. There's a whole moment in the opening montage where they really show that there's like Ray and Maz holding hands. There's Kylo putting his hand on Han's cheek, just like Anakin and Shmi. There's even from Phantom Menace, Shmi putting her hand on Anakin's cheek, which, you know, made me think back to the, uh, the brilliant Sky Talkers episode of, uh, the hands are a language. And I was like, man, yes, they really are. Look at that. <laughs> you got to hand it to them. Maybe it's not all about explosions and it's really about hands and family and friendships. There's no Watto in the montage either, which would have been kind of cool. I'll save that for the next one. <laughs> a thousand generations live in you now. And he just floats up. I'm in your teaser. <sighs> okay. So the last part of the Sherbert is it says this Christmas, this Christmas goes away and we got a shot of the dream team up on top of a hill. Isn't that, that that's Pasana, right? I think so. It's the Wadi Rum was the real place they went to. So whatever that planet was called. Yeah. You got Ray in the middle. She's holding her staff. You got Adventure Poe. You got Blue Pants Finn. There's Chewbacca. There's C-3PO back there. It's, there's the Falcon peeking out behind a rock. Since, R, since R2's not there to peek out behind rocks, they have to have the Falcon do it. <laughs> Where is R2? I don't know. R2 is not in this teaser I'll, either, at least from the Rise of Skywalker stuff. No, more questions. Yeah. So, yeah, then the camera turns around to see what they're looking at, and it's a giant desert party with kites. Finally, finally Star Wars kites. It's true. We finally got boats in the water with The Last Jedi, and now we're getting kites. So go check that off the list. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting all this time for stuff. We got close. You know, there were gliders in Return of the Jedi, but this is our first Star Wars kite. Yeah, it's like they only got one more movie left. Oh, are they going to get kites in here or what? Yes. Yeah, so we got the party of the century on Pasana. I don't know what's going on. There's like fireworks going off. It is definitely, people are dancing. It is definitely a party. Our next shot, we have got Carrie Fisher <laughs> as General Leia. Talking to, Cla talking to Claude, I think, because she's in the jungle. <laughs> With a K, uh, K L A D. Uh. The face on this General Leia could be the face you make when you're talking to Claude. <laughs> I heard you need a new son. I'll be your son. Hi, Leia. No time, no stay. I'd hug you, but I don't have any arms. <laughs> I like it. Also, this General Leia, I mean, we were talking, it looks crazy. In a, and I'm saying crazy in a good way. Not like special edition Java crazy. This looks crazy. Yeah, because we don't know what this is from. It's probably something from Force Awakens, maybe from Last Jedi, but probably not in that outfit. Probably not that haircut, but I can't tell. That's just wild. It's wild. Yeah, because there's going to be enough just absolute madness in this movie and the fact that Carrie Fisher is still in it somehow through the power of the Force. All right, the caption says, the story of a generation. And then look at this. Yeah, the ship's coming, what, out of hyperspace into the atmosphere, which I guess everybody heard that Han did it, so everybody wants to do it now. There's B-wings back there. 
Y-Wing. There's some A-Wings back there. I saw some people talking about Tally Lives. <laughs> this shot's got me wondering, because it's a pretty small squad. If Is this earlier in the movie, maybe? Where, like, this is the... <laughs> This is this is all of the resistance is just them in some old ships, or is this the end? Because they're all they all kind of like have matching stripes on them. It looks like because is the one new ship in there is maybe Zori's ship, right? From what we've been able to guess, is that the one on the far right? Because there's the X wing, there's the there's the the Krillian cruiser, and then there's that other ship there where it's like at a glance you think maybe that's the Falcon, but yeah, it's the only it's the only new ship in the shot, and yeah, it's the right, upper right because maybe that's the one where we saw the back of it in the last teaser, or it's a new kind of drop ship or something. Like it looks like the front might just open up and you can drive a truck out of it or something. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> and yeah, maybe th- is this all they've got? I don't know because if it is all they got, the next couple shots. Let's talk about this sea of Star Destroyers. Like, what is... That was a bit of a shock. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> so, which, which, is a lot, which is a lot coming from me. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me think it's a dream or a vision more than the real thing. It's just such a different... Like, we've never seen that many... Star Destroyers in one place, and we've never seen them like flying in formation. And but they're definitely strange ships too, because in the first shot you can see they have like the X on the top, right? Like the New Hope, old school, original Star Destroyers. But then if you look closely in the next shot when they go underneath them, they have like giant laser cannons on the bottom instead of the like little landing bay where the Tana 4 got sucked in at the beginning of New Hope. So they're like some sort of different version of old Star Destroyers. If Palpatine was doing his Palpatine and he had the long game and he had this many Star Destroyers out in the unknown regions, that's crazy. I did like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, like these are like New Hope Rogue One Star Destroyers, like. Is it yeah? Is it real? Is it like a nightmare vision? I mean, that's like, <laughs> you know, you know where we're going with that later with this the whole thing. Like, is that like a theme of all these things we're seeing? I mean, and also that that's like a like a cloudy kind of sky behind them. Is that even space behind them? I don't think so. Because in that first shot, if you look down in the like bottom right, you can see land oh my god like they're in the it's the atmosphere over some some sort of planet or something there's definitely something down there that's a lot of star destroyers yeah, it's like more to star destroyers than we've ever seen if you put all the star destroyers from all the other movies together it reminds me of like the most ludicrous star wars comic you'd ever read <laughs> but i'm into it i am into it yeah it's <laughs> It is over the top. It makes me want to know what does it mean, <laughs> what is going on. Because then, just to confuse you even more, so we get the next shot after that is Finn and Jana in something that's not the Falcon or is the Falcon. It doesn't seem like it. There's like a there's like a resistance 
pilot guy man in the controls you can see in the corner. I almost wonder if this is that new ship then from the other shot. Oh, yeah, it could be. And you can see in the window off to the side, there's like a B-Wing flying with them. But it's kind of like it's the same sort of kind of blue cloudy outside the window, which makes you think those two shots go together. They probably don't. Well, the, the look on Finn's face, he's looking at those Star Destroyers the same way we are. <laughs> Jana too. Both of them. They're both like, uh, what's a Star Destroyer? I don't know. It's like the, the more I know, the more confused I am. <laughs> that's, I think that's going to be the running theme of the Rides of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Caption on the screen comes to an end. Which is referring to your mind and your mind is over. You don't know what's going on. Oh, because here we go. Red Eyes 3PO. <laughs> JJ loves to mess with 3PO. If we're getting action 3PO... Never in a million, this is just, this whole 3PO thing, never in a million years did anyone ever predict this. If someone said, you know what, one day you're going to get Star Wars Episode Nine, and 3PO is going to have action scenes and he's going to have red eyes. Stop lying to me. You're not my friend anymore. You're making that up. Not, you, this is not something you should joke about. Or be like, be like, yeah, and that movie's also going to have like a part with like the sky is filled with a thousand Star Destroyers. And Palpatine's going to die and then he's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, I read Dark Empire. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's funny with the, uh, it's kind of, I guess it's a spoilery thing, but that marketing poster that leaked a while back and everyone was like, this is all fake. And everything that's been in that poster has showed up officially other than the crazy 3PO from that, and this is potentially the closest to that that they've given away so far. It looks like he's in like a junk shop or something. There's a bunch of like racks and some loose wires hanging around him and stuff. No loose wire jokes. <laughs> you know what I was thinking though? I'm kind of disappointed we got 3PO with the red arm and now we got him with red eyes. I kind of wish we would have got him with just like red pants. <laughs> like they just, he had red legs and like a red crotch piece. Like we, I don't think we've ever gotten a protocol droid with like th- different color pants. <laughs> just three PO wearing clothes in general. <laughs> That's true. Real pants, yeah. Three PO wearing a t shirt. It's weird. It, wor- it worked for the Magna Guards. <laughs> give give three PO a cape. Okay, we got to move forward. We got to keep going. Next shot. Big super laser digging into. A planet, like a snowy planet. Possibly the snowy planet from the previous teaser. Could be. Could be. Maybe getting shot out of those cannons on those Star Destroyers or something we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, because that kind of looks like the beginning of like the destruction of Jeddah. That, or if it's like Death Star technology, super lasers up next. Jungle Ray. It's, it's the Rocky Four training montage. With Ray, and she is getting busy in the jungle. She's her lightsaber throws, goes through a tree. You can see to the right of the tree, there's like a training remote. I think the training remote is scared out of its mind. (laughs) I wonder if this scene too is like, you know, we're gonna catch up with Leia in the jungle, Claude, Poe, and everybody, and they're gonna be like, oh, and what's Ray up to? Is this going to be like the first time we see Rey in the Rise of Skywalker? Like, oh, she's, yeah, all right. She's doing all right since we saw her last. 
That's true. That's a good point that this is just her introduction training montage. Like this is what she's been doing between movies, just chopping down trees. That's what Mr. T did when he wanted to get in shape that one time. He just chopped down all the trees in his yard. <laughs> and then his neighbors got mad. <laughs> I think they took him to court, but he really chopped down all the trees in his yard. <laughs> that was probably the inspiration for this scene. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Kylo Ren. He is walking through a very foggy place. The blue and the fog kind of matches the same thing we saw with the 10,000 Star Destroyers. Also, where Kylo Ren is walking, it looks a heck of a lot like where we saw him on the cover of the art of rise of Skywalker book. Does he just drag his lightsaber along the ground? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> just cause he can, he, he writes his name in the snow. Kylo. <laughs> it's a big K. Kylo was here. He just writes hawks socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Kylo joke. So next. Big guns here. Mm, literally. Because once that kind of wave passes across the screen, if you look on the left side of the screen, that's a Death Star gun turret. They're definitely on the Death Star in an ocean, dueling, which the whole, it's Revenge of the Sith again, but this time with water instead of fire. Yes. Yes, it is. It's so, it's so cool. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It all, it all goes together, people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, that's the first one I saw this this morning. I was just like, it's Revenge of the Sith. But instead of red, it's blue. And it's representative of everyone in the audience just filling their seats with sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're going to be one with the film. Just wiping away the sweat as they're wiping the water away as they're fighting. Well, and they, when their lightsabers do clash, it's, it's, very, it's very forceful. Yeah, they're they are going at it, and there's sparks. There's like sparks just from the lightsabers. They're hitting them so hard. It's passion. Also, in this time, we forgot to mention we hear a voice talking through this very familiar voice. It's Palpatine, and it's newly recorded Ian McDermott dialogue. It's not like him saying like, "Oh, I'm afraid." The Defector Shield. It's not some old thing. It's it's new Palpatine action. Your journey nears its end. He's talking to you, Jason. <laughs> he's, ta he's talking to all of us. You're not going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is going to kill you. <sighs> Say goodbye to your family. We let you have your weekend because you're, we're going to ruin Christmas. It's true. <laughs> so, okay. So this next part, and not the part you're thinking, listener. This next part was the one where it made me sit up in my seat, pee my pants a little bit, jump out the window, break my phone in half. There's this, so when the screen goes black, before we see the shocking moment, there's this crazy little bit of sound, of just wild sound going on. And all day long, I was like, what, what are we hearing? So before we started recording, we, started, we, st we began to dissect this black screen moment of sound. And it's weird. So first, let's, lis let's listen to the center channel of sound. Yes, it's in. 
the thing I think that kept bugging me out was that there's, and you can hear it in there. Is it there? Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? It's like a UFO taking off. Because <laughs> <laughs> your spirit leaving your body. <laughs> they somehow, they somehow mic'd that and recorded it. <laughs> it's a part of your brain just exploding. You also get, you also get the, the Vader breathing, which I think is only in that center channel. So now we have what the left and right speakers. All right, let's listen. Let's listen to that one. Okay, that one. You really get the weird chimes. Yeah, there's like evil wind chimes. And some breathing, maybe. When I was listening to it this morning. I was like, I feel like I hear a voice in there. And also, what's up with the evil wind chimes? <laughs> like, what, what, like the, maybe, maybe they find Palpatine and he's just been hanging out in a, in a cabin in the woods all this time. <laughs> just whittling, sitting in his rocking chair, making corncob pipes. Maybe he's making wind chimes out of the pieces of the, the old the Death Star 2. I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> That's they find him in, at uh, when they go to that carnival. He's got a tent where he sells wind chimes. <laughs> oh no, we found Palpatine. <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the uh, rear left channel. This is this one starts getting hot. Okay, like right before the lightning, you can there's there's like a whisper, right? I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's it, there's whispers there. It's maybe it's the force tree whispers or something like that. That the one that's the only thing like we think of that it sounds like that it almost kind of sounds like when Ray is on the island and she hears like the tree whispering to her. It doesn't even sound like words. I don't know. It's just like yeah, whispers, <laughs> secrets, Palpatine secrets. Palpatine sells wind chimes. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell Luke. Let's listen to the rear right sound channel here. Okay, you can really hear the whispers there. Yeah. And it's almost like someone maybe inhaling. Or or it's just me trying to catch my breath every time I listen to it. I can't tell. Well, and it's interesting that they give us this crazy sound montage of whispers and Darth Vader breathing and wind chimes before we see what we're about to see here. Well, and is that the hint to what this is, that when we hear those whispers and wind chimes and weird sounds in the sequel trilogy, we're kind of seeing through the eyes of the force not necessarily reality yeah i mean because the when was the last time we had something like this raise vision and the force awakens when we went absolutely bonkers with the sound montage because yeah i have to, i in my gut I, I mean i know literally 
everyone on the planet Earth right now has a theory about what's happening here at the end of this preview. Babies, newborn babies that were born on Monday have theories. <laughs> They're trying to communicate. I think people are naming their children Dark Ray Theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the hottest name so far this week. My gut feeling is that this is a force vision. This is like in Clone Wars when Yoda was talking to Darth Bane and Yoda saw his reflection of the evil Yoda and he was having full-on conversations with evil Yoda. So do you think this is Ray's vision? I don't know. Because the more I think about it, I feel like that maybe this is Kylo's because Ray had her like force cave thing in Last Jedi. But Kylo's never really got, we never got to see like Kylo's facing his his fears in the force type of thing. So maybe this is like Kylo going into the cave and, and seeing a vision of the future. But I'm not sure if it would be the vision he wants or the vision he's afraid of. And if he's afraid of it, why is he afraid of it? Because she joined him or because she's evil now because she defeated him? You look at the end of Last Jedi and Kylo is the one that still wants to have the bond with her. She's the one that closes the door on him. I've, you know, Kylo might need or want to know her more than she might want to know him. Because Kylo might, I, I think there's still the struggle within Ben Solo. And he might look at Rey as literally what he could have been. And maybe seeing a Kylo Ren version of Rey could, I don't know, freak him out and... Well, or I think we were talking about this over the weekend. If is in this sequence, is Dark Ray fighting good Kylo, and it's the Ben Solo from his flashbacks in the Last Jedi, and are we seeing what could have been if Ben was went down the light path and Ray ended up taking his place, balancing out the Force? That would be fascinating. That could be. I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> some some people do yeah. some people do. I, don't, I don't think they even know because something about you know something in this just it it's the way the camera like moves in on ray even like the way she's standing the the unfolding double-bladed lightsaber wh whatever kind of room she's standing in it's like polished rock or metal or something it's weird but i think the thing i keep going back to is it just seems like I don't know. It seems like Ray's beyond this part of her journey of having doubts in herself to the point of seeing a vision of herself as evil. Unless, I don't know, unless she wants to be evil. I don't know. It just seems like Kylo, Kylo's the one who doesn't know what's going on. And he doesn't know what he wants to be or who he really is or what. He's a mess. <laughs> and I can see, like, he's going to be the one... To have to face himself more so than Ray. Ray did that already. Yeah, that was that was the last Jedi. My and my only thought, if it is something that Ray is experiencing for herself, I mean, Palpatine in all of this is still the wild card. And what exactly Palpatine is, how he's alive, and what that alive, what that means, and what his presence, what that causes to happen in the force and with these true, these two extremely powerful force users. Like if it has been the phantom menace Palpatine the whole time, 
And now we're coming to the end of his long, long, long game. What kind of Sith magic is he pulling out of his cauldron for the, to have things go his way one last time? Or they're just, they found Palpatine's ship and Ray went in the closet and put on Palpatine's clothes and came out and like, look, look at this. <laughs> but, and the thing, like, I, I love everyone's theories, but I, I, it's, and it's great that these things keep happening over and over. And, and I, you know, it's part of Star Wars. Like, you know, it's been going on, like when back in the fanzines thing, it's been going on since the very beginning. Fans coming up with the craziest, most ludicrous ideas, but always in Star Wars, it's not the crazy complicated answer. It's literally the most simple thing you could ever think of. Like from Sifo-Dyas to <laughs> who, who is the other Ray, you know, it's cloned Ray and the Palpatine cloned Ray and Kylo could be a clone too. And they're all clones. You know, it's like, no, it's probably not that complicated. Maybe it is. though. Who knows? <laughs> it's their, it's their last chance to be really convoluted and complicated. <laughs> they're all droids. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end with George Lucas waking up in a bed. Oh, it was a weird dream. He wakes up in bed with the. Uh, Wendy from Wendy's. I'm so glad the spicy chicken nuggets are back. (laughs) And then after Crazy Ray, get the big Rise of Skywalker logo. What is, I'm going crazy because at the end we get Ray's theme played in a very minor key on the piano. But before that, when the logo is on the screen, is it, what is that piece of music? familiar i it's like i know but i don't know what it is listeners somebody out there right now is going crazy it's it's this so please let us know what it when the logo is on the screen what it's what is that i don't know where our brains are fried we can't even think straight what a treat what a surprise we're getting another trailer before you know it probably in october but this is this will hold us over until october i think <laughs> Crazy Ray, Dark Ray. It's going to be the talk of the town. It, it wasn't <laughs> enough for Last Jedi. Went, oh my gosh, Ray has Kylo's saber. What does it mean? Oh, it was <laughs> the old days. <laughs> such, such simpler times. Yeah. So, yeah, that was an unexpected treat. The Sizzler did not disappoint. The cherry cheesecake was delicious. The cherry cheesecake is just an appetizer for things to come. <laughs> yeah, with Rise of Skywalker, dessert is now the appetizer. So. All bets are off on what the main course is going to be. We're at Sizzler, and the buffet is not open, but there's signs saying the buffet is coming in October, and beware. And there's a little picture of Coco Beware with a parrot on his shoulder. So, yeah, D23 turned went from being about just random Disney stuff to being the Star Wars event of the month. <laughs> it's true. It's true. for this Luke Skywalker. Ready, Darth Vader. Together we'll rule the galaxy. Introducing Bespin World, new from Star Wars Micro Collection line. 16 die-cast figures and action poses included. It's three play sets in one. Here's Bespin Gantry. Darth Vader's dueling it out with Luke and Cloud City. Gee, all four of these figures 
Connect Gantry to Bespin Control Room. Watch what happens to Luke. Wow, Luke and the Alliance are really done for this time. But there's lots more action in Bespin Freeze Chamber. Hey, die-cast figures. Activate Bespin Freeze Chamber. He's frozen solid. I bet Bubba Fed can't wait. What a cargo. But Lando's out from Escape Hatch. He'll save Solo. Boy, he better move fast. He will, but for now I'll snap in the Freeze Chamber. So it's the whole world of Bespin. Yeah. Bespin World from Star Wars Micro Collection line. Play sets also sold separately, figures included. New from Kenner. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. podcasts itunes reviews you know what we're saying we say it every week when you're done listening if you listen on something apple go over there write us a little review it helps out the show it helps other people find the show and we love reading them and i know we're behind things have been crazy <laughs> but we're gonna get to all the wonderful reviews people have written on there uh very very soon and check us out on blastpointspodcast.com instagram twitter Facebook and sign up for the Super Chill group on Facebook. Blast Points 24 hours a day, seven days a week with this crazy D23 trailer coming out. Things have been on fire there lately. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bonanza on there. It's crazy. It's relentless in the be- in the best way. And if you like the show and want to help us out, we have a Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon, help out the show and get a few bonus episodes each month. Yeah, we just had on there uh, a commentary for the final episode of the Ewoks cartoon where the Ewoks go to space. It's incredible. And coming in September on the Patreon, it's Matrix Month where we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Matrix. We're going to have an episode where we are talking about Matrix 4, what's going to happen. I don't know. So, Matrix Month. <laughs> it's not enough that Star Wars is, is messing with our minds. They got to go and announce another Matrix movie. So, And just a heads up, folks, next week, no new episode. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's Labor Day. And after all this Rise of Skywalker <laughs> madness, we need, a, we need a week to collect our thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of just laying in an ice cold bath just to... Get the body temperature back to normal. But we'll be back in a couple weeks with the return of Phantom Menace Year. And there will be a little something Phantom Menace Year uh, special surprise out next Tuesday. A little sizzler of our own. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Maybe not quite chicken, but there's at least a shrimp coming. But that about wraps up this epic episode 185. Mandalorian, Kenobi, Rise of Skywalker. It's the crazy train. We're, we're on it. Ozzy. Ozzy's driving the crazy train. We're riding off the rails. Yeah, Ozzy's drunk and asleep, and we're stuck on this train to Star Wars land. So hopefully we all survive. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. No, no. Okey-tonk-a-doo. Okey-tonk-a-doo. Okey-tonk-a-doo.
Mina Force, B1. 